The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not say a word in answer to her. Jesus' disciples came and asked him, Send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and did Jesus' homage, saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, It is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She said, Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Then Jesus said to her in reply, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you, you, let it be done for you as you wish. And the woman's daughter was healed from that hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, good evening, everyone. I was talking to Wyman. Many of you know Wyman. He heads many of the ministries in our parish. But he just told me, the latest class of the people coming to the church this Easter. So far, we have 19 people coming into the church, which is the largest group in recent memory, he told me. So 19 new people are coming into the Catholic church. So praise the Lord. That's why we exist, by the way, is to keep sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. So keep praying for these 19 souls and pray for a deepening of our faith. That that's why we exist, is to build the body of Christ. And so pray for more. I'm aiming for 50. So pray for 50. That's the number I have in my head. So. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I'm glad to be back with all of you now. As, as many of you know, I've been away for the past couple weeks. I just returned a few days ago. I was on vacation, well, quasi-vacation. I've been for the last few weeks up in the Wind River Range of Western Wyoming. I've been backpacking in the mountains this past few weeks. And so if I look a little skinny, that, that's why I lost 15 pounds in the mountains. And I'm not looking for it, by the way. So praise the Lord. I was working with a school. I mentioned this to the, the crowd on Tuesday. But I was working for the past few weeks with Wyoming Catholic College. And Wyoming Catholic College has one of the most innovative 
programs for college freshmen. Every single college freshman have to do a 21-day backpacking trip in the mountains as they begin. 21 days in the mountains. We were wearing 50-pound packs every day. And we'd hike to new locations every single day. Our largest day, we did 10 miles. That's up and down, up in the mountains, walking. For that first week, it rained every day. So we were cold, we're wet, and one of the most, if you ever tried hiking with cold, wet feet for most of the day, you can imagine it. Our feet, there's a, a, a phrase for it, our feet look like mummy feet. If you can imagine that, soaking wet. And every single day we're, we're backpacking through, and as priests, the reason why they, they have us go along, because every morning we had mass. And I would hear the confessions of the college freshmen. And the whole goal of why Wyoming Catholic College exists, it's a beautiful mission. It is to form Catholic leaders. That is the goal. It is to form strong Catholic leaders for the 21st century deeply rooted in what's called the Great Books Program. Many of you are familiar with that. The Great Books Program is, is that they take some of the greatest thinkers of our Western civilization. They read the great philosophers, Socrates, Aristotle, Plato. They study Latin. They take three years of Latin. In fact, they have to be fluent in Latin by the time they graduate. Again, wide Latin, it is the mother language of our civilization. Because they want the kids to read directly from the most brilliant thinkers we have ever produced. To read it and to grapple with it. It is an ancient form of the liberal arts. In fact, it is the original form. Because what the whole goal of Wyoming Catholic College is, is to root them in these great thinkers, form them in the beautiful tradition of the Catholic Church. Because you can't separate Western civilization from Catholicism. You cannot. Western civilization and Catholicism are synonymous when you read history. And it's to root these kids in the richness of our Catholic faith. And it all begins by first going out into the middle of the Wind River Range, in the middle of the mountains, and to begin with what they call God's first book. Have you ever wondered why the human heart longs to be in nature. Why do people drive all the way to Lake Tahoe? Why? Why do we spend hours gawking at the Grand Canyon? Why do we spend thousands of dollars to go to the most beautiful beaches on earth? 
Oh, and if you have a cabin on the beach or a beach house, oh, you're lucky, aren't you? Why? Who created the mountains? Our Father did. So in every single human heart that longs, whether they're explicit or implicitly, whether they realize it or not, every person that, that, that longs to go out into the beauty of the wilderness, they're actually looking for God. As Psalm 19 beautifully testifies, that the firmament shows the glory of God. And just like an artist, you can go to an artist and you can stare at a painting and you get a sense of who created it. The human heart longs for nature. Because our Father created it for us. And so with Wyoming Catholic College, we began in the mountains. And it's to elicit wonder for his creation. Get away from all of our distractions. Oh, when you're in the middle of the mountains, all of the distractions that bombard us here in the front country fade away. And it's easier to see God in the solitude. You ever see the stars when you're in the middle of nowhere? Stunning. And you also encounter the power of nature. There was at one point during our trip, they teach us what's called lightning protocol. So we were constantly camping out at 8,000, 10,000 feet. To kind of give you an idea, Vacaville is 130 feet above sea level. Now imagine going up to 10,000. There were a few moments when we were in the middle of a lightning storm. One of those moments where it's lightning and hail right above you. Hail the type that, that hurts. You ever been in hail that hurts? One of those, and you, and you have nowhere to run. You just sit there, you have your raincoat, and you've just been bombarded. And then when you're in the middle of a, of a storm where the lightning and thunder are happening at the same time, you have to go into what's called active lightning, an active lightning stance, as we call it. It's essentially you're standing on your tippy toes with your heels connected, arms spread out. Why? And it's a real danger out there. In fact, a gentleman, he wasn't part of the Wyoming Catholic College, but he was a part of another group. A young man had died in the middle of a lightning storm. Because what's most dangerous about it, and I found this out, was fascinating, you actually have more, if, you're actually better off for a lightning strike to strike you directly versus a lightning strike striking near you. Did you realize that? I didn't know that. I found about, about this when we were, we were prepping for the course. If lightning strikes the ground near you, especially if it's granite, hard rock, the current can travel through the ground and come up through you. That's why it was absolutely terrifying. And so we'd have to get into the lightning position. So that way, if, if indeed light, lightning struck near us, 
The current could come up through our toes, come out through our heels, and then go out the other way, avoiding our hearts. So to say that the danger was real is an understatement. And bears! We're in grizzly country. And we were told that every year, and, and they try to impart this upon us, bears aren't cuddly. <laughs> These are real animals. Five people a year in Wyoming, sadly, are attacked by bears <laughs> and don't survive. And so they, they import that on us, take it seriously. Why am I sharing all of this? Why go through lightning, bears, living for 21 days in the mountains in a little shabby tent? We do this because of the gospel today. In this famous story of this Canaanite woman who calls out to Jesus, now, this detail here of the Canaanite woman is, is key. And the reason why the gospel writer includes that adjective that this woman is a Canaanite, essentially what he's saying is, this woman is not part of Israel. She is not part of the chosen people. She is an outsider. And so this Canaanite woman who has no rights to God essentially. She's not part of the chosen people, the elect. And she goes to Jesus and she cries out, have pity on me, Lord, son of David, for my daughter is tormented by a demon. This, by the way, we should all understand Oftentimes we ask ourselves, why does God allow suffering in our lives? Because part of the gift of suffering is that it forces us to go to God. Because I dare say that if we had no suffering in our lives, we would think we were self-sufficient, that we could do it on our own. But oftentimes what suffering does, and for us who have suffered tremendously in our lives, who have been hurt, Part of the gift of suffering that it turns our hearts back to him. And so here is this mother crying out because her daughter is tormented, her daughter is in pain. And what parent would not go to the ends of the earth to get their daughter, their child healed? Every single parent would do that. So she cries out, Jesus, my daughter is tormented by a demon, help me. And then his disciples tell her, send her away. But she persists. And then Jesus even tells her, I wasn't sent to you. I was sent all to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And it is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. Now does she give up? No. Now here is the great, another great lesson for us. There will come a time in our life when our faith is tested. 
It has to be so. There will come a moment in our lives when we are tempted to leave Jesus. There will come a time in our life when we don't want to pray anymore, when we don't want to come to Mass anymore. There will come a time in our lives, and oh, the devil will encourage us on this. He will tell us, yeah, you're right. Stop praying. It's worthless. See, I told you God has abandoned you during your darkest hour. Oh, every person of faith put pinpoint a moment in their lives when their faith felt like a desert. And so this Canaanite woman, her faith is tested. Jesus just said to her face, you are a dog. I'm not here for you. Many people at hearing that would have turned away and went home. But notice what happens next. One of the great one-liners, the great comebacks, this woman is on, she's, she's on her toes, this, this Canaanite woman. Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from their master's table. Oh, brilliant answer. And then now the real test comes. She says, woman, your faith is great. You see what she just did here? This woman, in the face of this storm, in the face of suffering, in the face of being ridiculed, she was unmoved. Unmoved by the lightning storm, unmoved by the cold, unmoved by the suffering, and she stood there. And that is precisely what Jesus was waiting for. Oh, woman, great is your faith. And now, as Jesus now praises her for the faith, she receives what she's always wanted. Go. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed from that hour. Never fall away from Jesus. What our world need now, what our world needs, are Catholics who are alive in the faith. Catholics who are formed, rooted in the deep love of Christ. Catholics who, in the midst of great suffering and turmoil, are not afraid. If we want to convert the world, We need the faith of a Canaanite, an outsider. 